Hello, and welcome to another episode of Fireside Poems. I'm Dr. J. Today's poem is Longfellow's A Psalm of Life, a poem whose energy makes a good start for the new year. Written when Longfellow was 31, A Psalm of Life was the first poem he'd written since he was a teenager at college, and it brought him immediate renown. He was now a college professor himself, and the poem's first audience were his students, to whom he read it at the end of a day's class. It is a dynamic poem, urging its readers to be up and doing. I first read it when I was in my early twenties. I was writing a novel featuring an aging dairy farmer, and I was looking for a distinctly American voice. I found it here. Let's listen. A Psalm of Life by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow Tell me not, in mournful numbers, life is but an empty dream, for the soul is dead that slumbers, and things are not what they seem. Life is real, life is earnest, and the grave is not its goal. Dust thou art, to dust returnest, was not spoken of the soul. Not enjoyment and not sorrow is our destined end or way, but to act that each tomorrow find us farther than today. Art is long and time is fleeting, and our hearts, though stout and brave, still like muffled drums are beating funeral marches to the grave. In the world's broad field of battle, in the bivouacs of life, be not like dumb driven cattle, be a hero in the strife. Trust no future, howe'er pleasant. Let the dead past bury its dead. Act, act in the living present, heart within and God o'erhead. Lives of great men all remind us we can make our lives sublime and, departing, leave behind us footprints on the sands of time. Footprints that perhaps another, sailing o'er life's solemn main, a forlorn and shipwrecked brother, seeing, shall take heart again. Let us then be up and doing, with a heart for any fate, still achieving, still pursuing, learn to labor and to wait. Did you feel the energy of this poem, its encouragement? I hope so. It's the encouragement the older Longfellow wished to impart to his young students as they were preparing to set out on life. Such encouragement is important in any era, but it was particularly important in 1838. The Revolutionary War had ended 40 years before, and the energy that characterized the country's early years had slumped, particularly in the progressive North. Young men didn't see much of a future for themselves, just as many young men and women finishing college today don't feel much of a future for themselves. Encouragement from the generation ahead to do, to act in the living present, was needed then, just as it's needed now. But it's also encouragement that Longfellow needed for himself and prompted him to write this poem, seemingly having given up writing poetry. He wrote A Psalm of Life three years after his young wife Mary had died while the couple were traveling in Europe. They had been married for only four years. His attempt to come to terms with his grief awakened in him his youthful desire to write poetry, 
but what sort of poetry was he to write? The psalm of life's subtitle, What the Young Man Said to the Psalmist, offers a clue. A psalmist is a maker of songs, a maker of poetry, and as Longfellow struggled to write, his younger self speaks to him. Tell me not in mournful numbers, the young Longfellow now says to his older self, life is but an empty dream. Numbers is an old-fashioned word for verse. Don't tell me in mournful verse that life is meaningless. Life is real, life is earnest, and the grave is not its goal. Longfellow doesn't buy his encouragement cheaply. If life is real, then so is death and must be given its due, but not more than its due. Yes, our hearts like muffled drums are beating funeral marches to the grave, but that knowledge itself should call us to action. We can see the alternative in the poetry of Longfellow's contemporary American poet Emily Dickinson. She writes of, quote, The day I first surmised the horses' heads were toward eternity. But that day brings to her no energy, no resolve, but only at best acceptance. But we must do more than accept the inevitability of death. We must contribute to the continuity of life. Let's listen to A Psalm of Life again. A Psalm of Life, What the Young Man Said to the Psalmist Tell me not in mournful numbers, life is but an empty dream. For the soul is dead that slumbers, and things are not what they seem. Life is real, life is earnest, and the grave is not its goal. Dust thou art, to dust returnest, was not spoken of the soul. Not enjoyment and not sorrow is our destined end or way, but to act that each tomorrow finds us further than today. Art is long and time is fleeting, and our hearts, though stout and brave, still, like muffled drums, are beating funeral marches to the grave. In the world's broad field of battle, in the bivouac of life, be not like dumb, driven cattle, be a hero in the strife. Trust no future, howe'er pleasant, let the dead past bury its dead. Act, act in the living present, heart within and God o'erhead. Lives of great men all remind us we can make our lives sublime, and departing leave behind us footprints on the sands of time. Footprints that perhaps another, sailing o'er life's solemn main, a forlorn and shipwrecked brother, seeing, shall take heart again. Let us then be up and doing with a heart for any fate, still achieving, still pursuing, learn to labor and to wait. The last line sometimes puzzles me. Learning to wait seems to be the opposite of the poem's encouragement to act, and wait is the poem's last word to boot. But it may be the most encouraging word of all, at least for the young people who were the poem's first audience. Do your work, develop your gifts, and your time will come. I hope you enjoyed A Psalm of Life, and that you'll join me again next week for another episode of Fireside Poems. If you think others might enjoy Fireside Poems, 
please let them know about it through your social media. And visit this podcast website, firesidepoems.com, where you'll find the previous episodes and also my email address. I'd love to hear from you to learn a little bit about who you are and what you like as you join me each week by the fireside.